Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Waffle Press Movie Hangouts. I'm your host, Diego Crespo. We're going to hang out with some movies. We're going to have breakfast, have our waffles, and I'm here to share those experiences with all of you listeners out there and my co-host, Gina Versa. Hey, how you doing? It's good to uh, podcast with you again. Like yeah, yeah. It has been a minute. It's, it's unfortunate, but uh, you, you've been off doing exciting things. I've been off doing less exciting Mm-hmm. but relaxing and there's power in that but uh, how are you my friend what's up what's new tell me everything oh i uh, just shot a uh reshoot for my short film that i did two years ago so you know going back to it or finally post the pandemic and then um well i mean post you know where it's kind of uh unsafe to film during a pandemic and you know you're gonna risk that but yeah, we did a successful shoot ahead of schedule, then under budget. So you always want to have those two things. Definitely. And uh, yeah, so we could talk about that probably when I have more to show from it, kind of decompressing from that still. But yeah, it's just nice to say that that's finished. Um, I was going to ask you, yeah, you were the co-writer. So, you know, good job. Yeah, there we go. thank you. Well, um, it, it was your your idea, baby. It was an honor to be a part of it, and it was exciting. You know, mm-hmm. I can't I can't wait to see the the completed version. Yeah, yeah, we'll probably talk about it here. And then um, I had some good waffles the other day, actually. <laughs> good man, good man. Yeah. I've been uh, I've been a bum and just been having egos lately. I haven't egos, been making yeah. them. So. so I put I put my waffle on top of like uh like this like fried chicken, so it was like a little sandwich. Oh, okay, yeah, and yeah. Like honey. Was really oh good. yeah yeah it sounds great yeah. fuck i'm starving i gotta eat after this yeah um <laughs> but, but today, uh, today is a casual lax episode gene and i are just gonna get back into the swing of things and we're just gonna talk about our favorite things from the first half of 2021 be it movies games tv shows comic books regular books albums like literally just anything goes i crowdsourced uh, a question from the waffle press twitter uh great response i'm really excited to get into those um but before we get into 21 2021 specifically excuse me numbers what are they uh what else have we been watching lately gene doesn't have to be from this year but um Mm -hmm. let's get back into it anything exciting anything disappointing we can be honest you know yeah i've been um trying to uh finish modok i'm like halfway through it's on hulu um it's like a show that i'm surprised got made with all the uh like cancellations of like all the non Disney plus Marvel shows. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's by Pan Oswald and he's, he voices Modo, Moda. Do you know that villain? I do know that villain. I love villain. that villain. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. What a, what a comic book villain, a giant head in a chair with little legs. Yeah. And little hands. It's, yeah it's, it's terrific. You know, it's a bummer that he's not in the movies, frankly. Uh, yeah. He was in that bad Avengers game though. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, you know, <laughs> even all, a broken clock, right? Yeah, can't all be winners. Yeah. But um, Modoc's a very just hilarious show. And uh, you could tell that, like, it's like coming from because it's Pan Oswald and then some people from the Robot Chicken team. So, like, Seth Green. You can tell these people are like really big nerds. You know, by nerds, I mean like, like they. They know like the most stupid, obscure Marvel character. Like the humor is just like so 
random. Like um, it has characters like I'm gonna ask you like Armadillo. Do you know that character? I do know that character. Yes. Giant Armadillo, <laughs> and then they make him uh, Hispanic on the show, and it's just like just uh, just like because I don't think that's ever said in the comics. That like oh yeah, that would like make sense. Where they have like Angar the Screamer. And he's just I know like, that one too. Yes. Yeah, he's voiced by Bill Hader. Um, for some reason, Whoopi Goldberg is like one of the <laughs> villains mm. too. And it's just, um, yeah, it's a very, it's a very funny show. And then it's kind of like angry too because it's like Modok is uh, rallying against a corporate entity that bought out AIM, and he still has to work with them because he was under like money issues. So I'd really recommend Modok. That I didn't know about the last part. That sounds very interesting considering, I guess, the state of that particular universe. And you just mentioned how all those other shows were getting canceled because they right. weren't part of the brand. So that, right. that makes well, that very interesting to me. Well, this show, it was supposed to have um, like other connecting shows. So like Hitmonkey, I think like Howard the Duck, um, Squirrel Girl, I think. Maybe Duke. I don't know. Duke, uh, but, uh, dupe, yeah, dupe. I love but, dupe, yeah. Give the me the got, dupe show, yeah. I know the rest got canceled because of you know reasons like that, but we still have Moda, so that's cool. All right, well, th- let's just jump into 2021 recommendations then. So that's that's the first one for you. Um, I'll just read out some quick ones before I, I get to, to my first thing. Uh, at Nostalgic Fan, uh, really liked uh, Superman and Lois. Is that the show? Yeah, the, the, show, right? the show. They put the gif of the show. I haven't seen it either. Yeah. Um, it is good. I'll get around to it. Yeah, I've heard yeah. it's very good. I've heard I've heard criticisms for sure, but yeah, with the superhero stuff, that's always just gonna happen. There's gonna be the super positive and the super negative. It's like without a doubt. That tends to happen with most art, but like specifically with those right now. Yeah. Uh at Jeremy Loves Y'all. We love you too, I guess, unless you're like an insane person or something. Uh they really loved Mitchell's and the Machine mm. or Mitchell's versus the Machines, Invincible. Mm nobody yeah. and spiral i oh. i've seen i've seen none of those i'm so I sorry are you uh you're supposed to see mitchell's versus i was machine. supposed to watch mitchell's versus the machine but i failed you i i apologize i had a, i had reading to catch up on not all of that um i i can reference here because some of it was we we're talking about before the show just mutual friends i had to i offered to, to look over stuff um i saw fast nine that's oh, okay. nine Justin Lin, the boy is back. He's back to his adopted franchise baby because, you know, he wasn't there at the beginning. It was Rob Cohen and David Ayer and like a bunch of people that I'm not a fan of. And then they ended up making a a pretty solid movie, a pretty solid point break ripoff. The Mm -hmm. last 30 minutes of the original are like solid. The rest is like kind of come and go. But now it's evolved into some globe trotting adventure franchise. And uh, I haven't loved the last two. In fact, I I, I disliked Fast 8 and I really hated Hobbs and Shaw. And so <laughs> I, 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 haven't seen I couldn't be, it, it's, I couldn't be happier to report that Fast 9 is messy, not super ambitious, mm-hmm. uh, too long. Yeah. And it still made me choke up a bunch because I love these characters and I think yeah. it, it recontextualized the heart of the franchise. It, it grounded it again. In and justice. I think the true. It's not justice. not quite justice justice for han plays into it but it's not not the point of this one and i okay. think this this one definitely its biggest problems are that it kind of has to like reorient itself a little bit as like bringing the series back on track after 
messier right. entries because it like went even, from like went from like race car drifting to uh heist to now they're just spies now they're spies yeah it, it i would argue it's worked three times out of four now um, okay <laughs> but they big shifts i think it's a big shift but it's also like i i think the series knows that and i think justin lynn knows that because the justin lynn entries he went from tokyo drift fast and furious Fast Five, which is a perfect film, and Fast Six. Those are all four radically different films. Mm-hmm. Nine is not quite as radically different from those. I, I think Fast Six, Fast Five is the high point for me. Yeah. But I think Fast Six was the first one where I was like, oh, well, this is like a, a blockbuster franchise now. And it tosses them into the spy game. And that's what's exciting because it's like these characters are caught up in a big action mm-hmm. movie like that. Okay. And it's like really fun and funny. Um, and now they're like, I, I think it's the last two are going to be very different. I, I could not imagine right. them being. Those are the last similar. ones, right? Those are the last ones, yes. And I love these movies, most of them. Um, I, I'm pro them ending soon. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm uh, glad. Yeah, I mean, they could still do like spinoffs and stuff, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, you know? It's not do, like. Do, do your stuff, uh, Vin Diesel prequel or whatever. Um, there are some prequely elements into this one that yeah, I didn't know I was reading in. about that. Yeah. Uh, the moment it started, I was like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna end up crying in this movie," and I didn't. <laughs> but it it is very emotional, and if you're into these, this this is like a welcome home. This is like yeah. the movies it, are back. Without spoiling anything, does it like explain that we've never heard of uh, John Cena as the his brother for like ten movies? And yes, it does. Okay. Because he's, in, he's invisible. You can, yeah, because you can't see John Cena. Um, yeah. it, it's very clearly the again the the problems with it are the franchise trying to like reorient itself before the finale. Uh, I I completely buy people being like, really the Family Guy didn't mention that he had a brother, and the way the movie explains it, I I actually think it does okay. it very well. It, I, it I, works. I think you, what makes th- these crazy movies work when they get like just insane with their set pieces and stuff and their disrespect for logic and reality the character stuff is what carries them through if you buy into the characters you know you'll buy into any movie right and i think um the the family stuff really is what like saves the movie and (laughs) i think it's going to bring it home to like a, a satisfying conclusion i'm there justin lynn underrated blockbuster director for sure uh do you yeah. Do you do you feel like because uh, there's another franchise where you tapped out of? Do you feel like tapping out of this one at any point? Because I've only I seen f- like a few of these movies, so I'm outside looking in. Uh, I would if, wonder like if this one didn't work for me, I'd be like, yeah, sorry guys, because again, didn't like Fast Eight, hated Hobbs and Shaw, but uh, Justin Lin coming back and like no no no, it's like David Lynch coming back to Twin Peaks, you know? Right. It's kind of like no no no, you this is all wrong. I'll show you guys how it's done. Right. And it's like, oh, it's like being welcomed home. So, yeah. And then too, like, because this is, uh, again, like I haven't seen all of them, like, was there like a, like a, like a thing? Cause it's like, it's pretty obvious Han comes back, but like, what, how do you go like from going to family to like being like buddy, buddy with like Han's killer? That's such a whip. That's why I, I, that's why fast eight doesn't work. I, I think it's a genuine betrayal of the heart of the series and like there's stuff in that movie that's like cool from an action spectacle perspective like them in the snow like a bunch of like right. like that's like a that's like a compelling visual element of that movie 
in the finale but um and there's like a really cool sequence with like uh cars controlled from behind a computer screen <laughs> it's like oh it's, it's kind of like a terminator ultron hybrid sequence which is kind of mm-hmm. neat but like it it felt wrong i was like this isn't it was like someone's idea of what a fast and furious movie was without having seen fast and furious you know mm. it's like like i used to hear people say oh michael bay should do a fast and furious movie right because he does dumb action movies and right. it's like no because he makes mean-spirited action movies right. and I, I like michael bay sometimes but i don't want him here yeah. that's not yeah. the type of movies these are and fast eight is like a very like mean film at times right. and it, it, it feels wrong so that's why you know right. um but yeah, yeah obviously just... if there was only one left i would be okay with that too <laughs> but because it's justin lynn and they've been planning this like franchise closing trilogy for the last three years now since fast eight came out i'm game okay i'll, I'll be there but uh yeah everyone and they go, go into space don't tell I them well I mean, it's in it's in the trailer yeah i only watched the first one though so people were very open about they finally do it in in their tweets so i was like oh okay but you know what when that moment happens in the movie and our buddy andrew salazar had the same reaction i did when that happens in the movie it's like whoa this is like (laughs) the movies are back that felt cool that was great to watch in the theater yeah yeah Yeah, i need to catch up on that uh franchise yeah dude movie night let's fucking do it let's go there we go um Let's see, what else? What else have you got? Uh, let me read out one more, and then you can list off another favorite sure. thing of yours. Uh, at Reverse Lamage, um, all hits is the, the subject of the tweet line. Fast 9, yes. Invincible, a lot of Invincible fans in, their, in these comments. Um, I, don't, I don't recognize the last two. I'll, I'll put the images up on the YouTubers, and I don't, I'm sorry, I don't recognize these last two at all. But uh, one looks like a comic thing, and then another one, Looks like uh, Dua Lipa. So uh, what's, what's that? Dua, Dua Lipa is a musician. And oh, okay. She's pretty talented, but that's it. Never heard of uh, never heard of him. Okay, yeah, she's good. Uh, but yeah, what about you? Well, just to, uh, just I'll put this one just for you. The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. <laughs> I, Which... I have... Go ahead, please. Yeah, I really enjoyed the first one. And, um, you know, it's, it reminds me of, uh, that other movie you liked, Eight Underground. Six Underground. Six Underground, excuse me. Six Underground, where it's like, it's a, uh, it's like political sort of like current event, excuse me, political, like upheaval, sort of like political messages told by the stupidest, like meanest action movie ever. Um, so in this movie, if you haven't seen the first one, the, I would recommend seeing it. Um, Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson, they're two opposing viewpoints. They uh, both end up on the run. One's a hitman, one's a bodyguard from a dictator, and they end up killing him. And they have to work again together because reasons. But uh, <laughs> I think the... Um, characters they play really well off each other like ryan reynolds and samuel jackson they make this movie work um and i think the mean-spiritedness of this movie i don't know if it's just me because i told you about the scene it really like it doesn't it is mean-spirited but like it's just 
it, it, it still somehow works. Um, there's a scene where we learn why Ryan Reynolds, his character, is so obsessed with seatbelts because he's always telling people, like, buckle up, like, hey, put on that seatbelt, he won't drive. And you find out because his mom died because they were at an uh, amusement park and this uh, really big guy on a, uh, like a merry-go, no, was it? I think it's a merry-go-round, the one that goes in the air, like, you know, that, the tw- like a twirl. Do you know, the, the, you know that kind of roller coaster I'm talking about? Well, anyway, uh, who's up? Yeah. Not round, but yeah, the, they spin you around. Yeah, it's like a roller coaster like that. The guy didn't wear a seatbelt for some reason. He, uh, like, is launched off the roller coaster and then falls on Ryan Reynolds' uh, character's mom and, like, instantly kills her. And that's why he's so, like, obsessed with seatbelts. Um, the, uh, was it, um, yeah, it's just, like, that just happens. Like, there's no, like, it's played, like, serious. It's played, like, dead on. Like, and it ends up being, like, comedic. And it's just, this is, like, the stupid, this is the stupidest movie ever. It's just, there's nothing, like, there's nothing intelligent about it. It's just, like, if you know this going in and you enjoy this, then it's for you. Um, and just, like, seeing Ryan Reynolds and uh, Selma Hayek and uh, Samuel Jackson just play off each other, because they're all idiots. They're, like, super, like, just stupid. They're, like, I, I, Ryan Reynolds is okay, but, like, Samuel Jackson and Selma Hayek, they're just awful people. And they just, you know, they just like revel in their awfulness and just like messing with like Ryan Reynolds and they keep like hitting him or he gets hit by a car like three or four times. And it's just, <laughs> that's the kind of movie it is and it doesn't apologize for it. So I appreciate it for its honesty, I guess. Yeah, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, that's all we want from our movies. I don't need to like you. I just need you to be honest with me. Yeah. If you're going to, if you're going to be like, sh- and like nihilistic then you know be shitty and nihilistic yeah i don't i don't know if it's nihilistic like it's not there's some sort of charm to it but it's just like i'm trying to think of uh trying to think of something really just like dumb like a tv show or where it just like doesn't make any sense you know like Mm -hmm. a cartoon or something it's like a cartoon basically this is a cartoon movie okay yeah Yeah, underground it's like a it's a horrendously violent cartoon movie. Yeah, I love Six Underground too. That was that was also with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. Um, what other movie are you gonna watch where within the first minute you'll have a group of nuns flip off the camera? I don't know. I'd buy that for a dollar. I guess like maybe like something like Face Off. Remember when Nicolas Cage was like a priest? Yeah, but John Woo is like God. That's why that movie works. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, so so that's thumbs up, two thumbs up, two thumbs up. Yeah, I'll show you that one day, and then you'll right. like walk out. I guess so. Uh, you'll you'll watch the fast movies. Uh, I'll, oh I'll yeah, watch I'm, yeah, one two, yeah, or two, because I saw the first one. You know, so. yeah. <laughs> uh, so okay, so just for the audience, we're keeping track. So Gene has to watch. Um, Avatar The Last Airbender, yeah. which like anyone listening knows Gene will love. So don't yes. pressure him. Just, I'm, we're just keeping track for, for the podcast purposes. Gene will obviously love that. And then She-Ra, um, because, you know, She-Ra. And then Legend of Korra to round it out. I'd recommend Kipo, but kind of its own thing. 
I kind of made an accidental trilogy with those three I just mentioned, but Kipo and the Age of the Wonder Beast, which just got nominated for an Emmy. Yay. Um, that's that's great, but it's his own thing. And then I'll watch uh, Hitman's Bodyguard's wife. Yeah. No. And wife Bodyguard. I don't know if that's right, the right grammar. Oh, thinking about that. Is that... But I appreciate the stupidity of that title because that that tells me that the people that made the movie are very knowing about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's good. Uh, let's see. What else? At Carnage underscore anti their favorite things. Twenty twenty one Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which I have not gotten around to yet. Yeah, but... I, don't, I don't think I'll ever have the time to replay those games, <laughs> to be honest. I could probably carve something out at the end of the year, you know, because yeah. like that's like 30 hours. <laughs> Yeah. Like, great. Like, I wouldn't stop. Great games. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. My favorite gaming experience, like, ever. Like, they'll always have a special place in my heart because I don't know if anything will ever be able to replicate that journey, that experience. Um, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Don't like that ending. Yeah. You know, like, three has problems even apart from the ending, but like, right. the hot, that one even. Like, yeah. I, it's fine. You know, whatever. Nothing's yeah. perfect. Uh, Mitchell. Oh, sorry. Sorry, just I, I want to read out the rest of this person's mm -hmm. uh, recommendations for the year. Missiles versus the Machines again. Uh, Resident Evil Village, which I have not played yet. Uh, I will probably be streaming that at some point. Um, I replayed Seven. I don't remember if I brought this up recently, but I replayed Seven. What a what a game! So good. Upsetting. Great. Yeah, uh, and then this is a picture of Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, and you know what? I agree uh at, at on the way jay i just want to get some more of these out of the way and then we'll go back to this uh invincible again <laughs> uh euphoria on hbo which i know a lot of people haven't I, I, i'm sorry it just doesn't look interesting that's, that's a hard watch right there is it really uh it's hard to get through some of the episodes oh yeah. it deals I, with I, a lot of uh, heavy topics yeah it reminds me of uh i don't know if you ever saw it but skins or skin um, yeah, I remember Skins. Yeah, E4's Skins, really big in the Tumblr era. That's how I saw it. And then, I mean, everyone knows that that show doesn't hold up, but like, yeah. Uh, oh, New Lord, New Lord album, which is makes a funny appearance amidst Invincible, Euphoria, and Luca. I, really I like Luca. I haven't seen Luca yet. What do you think of Luca? I thought it was a very charming movie. Um, it's like... Um, it took a lot of influence from a lot of Miyazaki films. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's a critique, but actually I, I thought, I thought that that was really neat because a lot of the character designs and stuff reminded me of something out of uh, like um, Porco Russo or yeah, just like some of the characters just looked like, are you sure this is not a Miyazaki sort of film? But no, it was just, it was a really cute. It's a nice movie. Uh, it's very, uh, has a lot of heart to it um and it's just it's very like unique um it's just yeah i, I think um i'd have liked to have seen it in the theater um but yeah that's kind of strange that that didn't go there but well, it was yeah it was just had a lot of charm to it uh any shows you've been watching recently because I, I, I haven't been watching anything new oh okay uh, yeah, I've been I've been watching um, a few shows. I mean, I'll even say some things that, that I haven't finished. Um, <laughs> on uh, Shutter, I'm still trying to finish uh, Creep Show. 
which they had uh, the Evil Dead, Deadites make a cameo with uh, with Ted Ra- Ted Raimi. So that was yep. cool. He's playing himself. <laughs> um, I need to finish that because they that first season was pretty good. Pretty good. Um, in terms of like new shows on Netflix, um, uh, yeah. watching Yasuke, it's an anime from the created by the Flying Lotus. You know that musician? Oh, I heard about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it's really, it's really, it's really neat. Um, I've been loving it. You know, and it's uh, you, it's the animations is really stellar. It's a lot of um, you know, like. It reminds me of uh, kind of like Ghosts of uh, Tsushima, where it's just like it really embodies, and it's just like it does its own thing because it's just like there's like robots and like um like well, magic and stuff. Okay, I thought it was like a historical adaptation or something. It, it is, but it's just like it's historic. But then there's just robots. Like there's no explanation. There's nothing. It's just because these are events that have been. But it's just like okay. And it's a very unique perspective too. Mm-hmm. So I guess, yeah, I would recommend that. If, uh, yeah. It's only six episodes too. Oh, okay. See, I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I watched uh, the new season of Big Mouth. That was funny. Big Mouth? Yeah. I, I, oh, God, I, that show. I just let myself down because I, I haven't really seen like a lot of new shows. Yeah. Like I've I've revisited stuff. Like I, I got obviously the Legend of Korra stuff on in the background. Check out the retrospective. Um, but like new stuff is just I I've, everything I was watching just stopped because of COVID. Right. Like Succession's not coming back till this fall, people. You know I'm. Yeah, or or Barry. Like, Barry's not going to come back till next year, right? That kills me. Those yeah, are like favorite shows right now. They're not. Uh, it's so awful. Yeah. I that's... mean, I get it. It's. I understand the reason that the reasons are fine. It's just a bummer. Um, yeah. Well, I just remember they were going to film that show right before the lockdown. Poor Bill Hader, he was like, you know, what do you do? Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Albums. Tyler, the creator. I don't know if I talk about this in the show enough, but I'm a huge Tyler, the creator fan. Thanks, he started great. off provocateur, obviously, but now he's like, just, he's like, he's got such an interesting evolution as an artist and like the tools he uses and his sound and, and his like aesthetics. Uh, He's maybe my, my, my favorite musical artist right now. Yeah. So Um, I, I you knew Tyler's always a win for me. Yeah. I just, yeah. I always enjoyed his music. I haven't caught up on the recent album, but I'll I'll, I'll get to it. Um, The, uh, is it? I just remember he was on regular show. That's just like popping into my head. Oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, the, the album is called "Call Me If You Get Lost." By the way, it's oh, great. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll check it out. Uh, and I, I hadn't seen this. I just watched. Here's a new thing to me. I just saw the Flower Boy conversation between Jared Carmichael and Tyler the Creator, and uh, where Jared Carmichael interviews Tyler about his process on Flower Boy because that was kind of one of the big shifts mm-hmm. in his his his. Uh, in his music career that um and i i love flower boy and the, the conversation is really fascinating where they're just like explaining like the the methodology behind the track list and like because <laughs> because nobody really likes his previous album i i did but like critically it wasn't that well received and so tyler's very open about like oh i was kind of worried because like this next one needs to like hit right away 
otherwise I might be done. And it's just, it's always cool when like artists kind of like bear their soul like that, you know? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm a fan. Good, good to have him back. And uh, see what else. Oh, did you see Bo Burnham's Inside? I haven't seen. Uh, it. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I know a lot of people really liked it. So um, yeah, is it is it like funny or is it like hard to watch? Because it's like, oh yeah, I want to relive 2020 again. Yeah, that's my. Th- I'm I'm a big Bo Burnham fan, but like whenever someone starts saying like, oh, it's so like important and timely, you know, it's like it really speaks to the generation and whatever. Like, okay, but like, am I gonna enjoy watching it? I'm sure right. I will. Burnham and I'm again I'm a fan but like you know I we've had this conversation about uh uh Adam McKay's Vice for example I'm sure I'll like the movie because I like Adam McKay but I, I'm so angry like politically now that like I don't know if I just want to sit through that it's yeah. not the movie it is me <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it's that's all uh let's uh, what else did i really like from this year uh i just released our early june episode publicly uh so check out the patreon we'll do more early episodes like that woman in the window i actually enjoyed yeah than- you said that the last time we're drinking that wine yeah i'm i'm there with the wine moms just pounding them down watching amy adams camp it up having the time of my life let's look back at the beginning of the year i guess godzilla versus kong there's a lot of fun Mm. Got a lot. I've seen that like five times now. And yeah. Then, uh, we uh, did that uh, giveaway too. So hopefully someone's enjoying that. 4K. I got it on 4K. So yeah. I mean, hey, that's uh, probably a gorgeous movie in 4K. Um, the Snyder Cut, which yeah. I think is maybe the most entertaining thing, or at least like the, the biggest movie that like moved me this year until Fast Nine. Fast Nine is probably my favorite of the stuff I've seen this year, just because the bias I have for. The family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. And anything else you, you want to highlight? I mean, we it's, it's been kind of a slow year for reasons that complete and perfect sense, but it has been a slower year when it comes to uh like film releases, you know. Like I was looking at stuff after Fast Nine, I was like, man, it's great to be in a theater. What else do I want to watch? And I'm kind of looking at stuff and I'm like, don't really want to watch any of these. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, there has to be something like you watch the, uh, like, I don't know, the Sparks Brothers documentary. That's really good. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to have to drive out of my way to go see that. Uh, I mean, it's playing at like some AMCs, actually. Is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a good release. I mean, like, there's so few releases that, like, will play anything for, like, two weeks and then you know, forget about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Uh, like, um, we talked about a quiet place too, right? Yeah, yeah, and I, I need to watch it. I'm, yeah, I'm, you should definitely that. check that out. Um, but yeah, just like random stuff. Ryan the Last Dragon, I really enjoyed in terms of like movies. That's um, what I need. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, yeah, no, that's all right. Uh, Werewolves Within. I saw an early screener of that last week. Losing track of my days from Beyond Fest, so that was cool. Um, that's like because it's a Ubisoft game I've never heard of it or played it but I'm like okay it's like a clue you know the game or the movie if you've seen that with uh, like three infamous endings but it's like that but with werewolves trying to figure out that'd be a cool board game that is pretty cool actually yeah and um, it's just this uh, it's kind of a comedy too it's like a comedy mystery and it's um Sam Richardson just like dealing with all these like annoying 
just like he's stuck in like a like a uh, cabin because he's a sheriff and he's stuck with all these annoying people trying to like not get them killed. So yeah, I really recommend that movie. It's pretty funny. Ah, thanks. Yeah, uh, that one I'm I'm actually looking forward to. Also, the the internet, the horror film Twitter aspect of the internet. That side really like blew that up because everyone was really excited about it, and so that's the benefit of social media, you know, finding out about stuff that you never really paid attention to before. Uh, at film buff, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Bo Burnham's inside, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, oh. Fat and the Last Night in Soho trailer were some of their favorite things of I, that so far. You, it's a good trailer, by the way. I really like that trailer. Yeah, I, I really... Might, 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 be, might be a little something coming up in regards to an Edgar Wright thing. Don't expect a full retrospective, but there's a thing coming yeah. soon. So get get ready. But <laughs> riches, whatever the saying is. But I'm sorry, you were saying something? I cut you off to, to Oh, no, sorry. I just, I really dislike Barb and Star. Good at Vista Del Mar. Oh. Like, I don't understand the appeal of any of those, like, jokes or, like, I hate to, like, 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 rag like a dunk on something i'm not but like i just i cannot get into that movie i felt like just walk like taking it back to the red box immediately oh <laughs> i know some people like that but I, I really didn't get it someone could tell me like why it was funny i would like be very open to listening did you watch it I have not seen it. No, I have not seen it. I, I did want to see it because I didn't think the trailer looked very good. I was like, no. oh, this this is a generic studio comedy leftover from the 2000s. Yeah, yeah it did. There were like all these crazy positive responses to it. And I was like, oh, I guess I got to watch it. Yeah. And I haven't yet. I just, I, it felt very 2000s because I was like, I don't get why. Because they're in like prosthetics and everything, right? To age them and they're trying, yeah, right. Uh, Kristen Wiig and everyone. Kristen Wiig and the other actress. Oh, okay, they are. I didn't. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, because they remember the original trailers. They didn't show any of their like their face and everything, and it was always like, during the original. Oh, yes, so, huh? I guess I didn't really pay attention to that. Yeah. So I don't huh. know, like, like that kind of like you know, remember like the Eddie Murphy movies where I know obviously it wasn't like like Norbit, but it's like oh here's this comedian and they're in prosthetics playing someone else. I don't know. It's just it felt very two thousands, and like I love Kristen Wiig. You know, she's the greatest, like Cheetah, and like all of these. Like I just, I'm like, no, I just, I did not like this movie at all. It's just like kind of cringing a little bit. So I hate to, I don't mean to trash talk, but yeah. No, no, it's all right. It makes sense. Um, this is the last one I'll read out because thankfully, again, uh, lots of responses. Thank you to everyone. Uh, but I just, the, the, the Twitter name is funny, Sugar Beef at Holy Guacamole, uh, Resident Evil 8, Jujutsu Kaisen, and Bo's Inside. Lots of Bo Burnham and Invincible uh, on this on this uh, little round table. Yeah, I guess I guess we do. Uh, Resident Evil 8, I'm incredibly excited to, to play, though. I'm, again, I'm a huge fan of 7. Yeah. We, we solidify. I think you would love 7. I, I think um, that's... Is it is it for the PS, just the, like on the PlayStation? Or yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, Resident Evil's are, are cross-platform. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so the, the second half is less scary. And I know that's where some of the criticism comes from. 
But fuck y'all. That game is like scary through and through. I don't know. That, yeah. That's a ass game. I played uh, the demo for eight and it was kind of, it was pretty fun. It was just that, yeah. that, riot, that giant, really big guy. It's like oh, gluttonous. I don't tell me anything else. I've done such a good job of just like avoiding trailers and everything. Well, well you know, like the tall lady. I, oh yeah, I know the tall. The tall lady. Everyone's like the tall lady is completely unavoidable. Although I, I also paid attention to what the the producers were saying and stuff, and the story developers. And I, I just know one thing, and that's that they genuinely did not expect that character to take off the way she did. And seemed very adamant about getting that point across because I I, I don't know if this is blowing anything. Uh, I'm, I'm sure most people have played it by now, but I remember remember fans being like, "That was kind of disappointing with her," and they were like, "We didn't expect anything from." She was in one trailer, and then yeah, lights on to her. How how <laughs> no. could how could they have known? Um, the developers, everyone had um, the same kink, I guess. Yeah. You know. You can't expect everyone to react as horniedly as possible to everything you make. It's not feasible. That's it's definitely not on the game for that. But I just that's the only thing I know, and that it takes place in a place similar to Resident Evil Four. That's all I know about, and and it's a sequel to Seven. Okay, Four is still the best. Four Four is just like incredible, man. That that's a great game. Um, Seven Seven's up there. Seven and Two are probably my. My runner-ups for, for right. favorite. Yeah, great franchise. I'm, I'm glad that one. That one kind of had a Fast and Furious-style resurgence, too, because Resident Evil 6 is, like, not good. And yeah. then they're like, take a break. They stripped it down to, like, its bare essentials. And we're like, what makes Resident Evil Resident Evil? And then they just pumped out 7, and it's, like, this unbelievably good game. So, yeah, yeah that's what franchises should do, you know? Don't yeah. have anything. Just, like, rework yourself a little bit. <laughs> Take some time off. Take five. Recuperate. Yeah. Come plan. And you know, don't be racist like that one answer. And, and yeah, don't be racist. Weird that that still needs to be said, but don't don't be racist. That was like that was five, right? It's five. Yeah. Um, I I don't know about any of the interviewer developer quotes, but I I, I know there's like lots of controversy around that okay. one, and I get it. <laughs> I definitely get it. Um, but yeah anything else you want to highlight is that is that kind of it i mean i i think that that's a good you know it's good enough for right now but uh anything else you want to highlight otherwise uh we can we can get ready to sign off i'll just say uh we're talking about music the new billy ellish it's really great she's great just go out i'm i'm a fan i don't listen religiously but like when I heard she was doing the Bond theme three years ago now or whatever, I was like, yeah, that'll probably be good. I still haven't heard it, fun fact. So oh, yeah, you could hear it I, in the movie eventually, I guess. Yeah, I, I've been able to avoid it because my whole thing was like, no, I listened to all the other ones before they came out. I want to listen to this one in the theater when it comes out. Yeah, so like a week record. that COVID happened. So I was like, well, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure she's, she's, she's good. Yeah, oh, fun. and... The rest of the world is aware of this, but Olivia Rodrigo, who gave everyone from our generation nostalgia for Paramore and uh, the song Misery Business. Thank you. Shout out to, to that, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's it. Fast 9. That's the movie of the month for me. Movie of the year. The movies are back, baby.
Uh, Gene, any final thoughts or where can the people find you? Yeah, you can just find me on Twitter and Instagram, Gene9892. And you can find me on, on Twitter at the Diego Crespo. Check out the Waffle Press on Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and Patreon. You get early access to other shows we're doing and other retrospectives, other playlists, comics, Gene, right? You serving up comics on a, yeah. on, a, on a very consistent basis. Congratulations. Look for it on every, look for it every Wednesday. Wednesday is a good day because Wednesday is also when new comics come out. So coordinating in there. Yeah. So, so stay, stay in touch people, stay, stay focused and uh, support your local comic shops if you can. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We have been professionally unprofessional. Mm-hmm.